Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I'm someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm saying. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN used the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy birthday, Sammy. Thank you. It is, I am a 32. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 32. 32. I'm almost 32. I've been referring to myself as 32 for like six months. Really? You know, it's funny because I feel like the whole past year was lost. So like I did not have a 31st year, but, uh, you know, it's fine. It, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, I will say that like on the other side of vaccination and just like as things are getting more normal and the weather's good and you can like see more people, the like the beauty of it really like every it's Aww. like it's like seeing things in like vibrant color, like things that you just like, like going out yeah. and sitting at like a restaurant outside still for me is just like the greatest thing. Yeah, like, I was saying mm-hmm. to you this morning that I also just hung out with friends over the weekend still outdoors and I felt like I was in a music video. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is like, the best. <laughs> right. It's like these, it's like you would have taken, we would have, we, I mean, I definitely took all these things for granted. Like, oh, we're going to hang out. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I right, have to leave. Right. Oh, it's my birthday. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I have to have a thing. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, we got to celebrate life. It's good. Mm-hmm. Totally. We had friends over that were all vaccinated as wow. well. And it was like the first time, like, to be inside with people and not, like, have something in the back of your head, like, oh gosh, uh, right? Get, get, get <laughs> actually, yeah, exactly. It was that's like, a perfect personification of like that thing that's been in the back of all of our brains, like that slight <laughs> guilt. Like, I know no one's gonna get COVID in this, but I wouldn't post about it. Ugh. Yeah, right. And I'm like secretly like opening all the windows, like while right. people are talking. Yeah, to me. I'm exactly. like, I'm like, don't mind me. I'm just getting some ventilation going. Like, I'm hot. I'm like freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. zero degrees outside. Yeah, like anytime we had anyone in our apartment, like if I would have someone like come here and color my hair because right. I didn't want to go out, I would just like leave like the terrace door open and the front door open. And like, it would be like windy in the apartment. <laughs> right. It's also just like, I don't know at this stage, it's not a like purity test, whether or not you got COVID, but I think people like us who absolutely had the privilege to not need to expose ourselves or others. I'm just mm-hmm. feeling pretty like proud that like I didn't get I don't know anyone personally that got COVID again. I'm not saying if you did, you messed up. It was pretty random. But right. like, oh, I'm just relieved that I didn't have to go through that. And like, yeah, after getting the first vaccine, now Mike's got his first one and like, whew, all right. We're yeah. Good. yeah. Everyone I know who got COVID got it like in the very beginning. Right. Like when it was like unclear how right. you could actually protect yourself. Yes. But I actually don't think I know anyone who like really is that true i don't know you well it's know, funny because i was getting my hair cut recently and i heard a guy was like being an you know if you ever get your hair cut 
next to a guy. Uh, you just, I always just feel for the poor like hairstylist just asking her, but he was like, he was asking her, do you know anyone got COVID? And she was like, no, I don't actually. And then he asked, do you know anyone who know anyone? And I knew where he was going. Like trying oh, to like, it's not I real. don't know. I was like, we are in the East village, sir. Yeah. This flex does not work here. <laughs> also like go to Nebraska. <laughs> even talking, talking during your haircut in general is always like, a, like yes or no situation like right <laughs> right if, if, if she's not talking back then you can you can yeah. shut it down oh man Ugh. so and other news coming into some pretty upsetting headlines today so over the weekend the nation learned of two instances of police brutality maybe more i mean they're always surfacing frankly the one that took place over the weekend resulted in the death of dante wright who was just 20 years old so we're recording at 11 a.m we're expecting updates from uh, outside Minneapolis this hour and throughout the day about what exactly happened during the traffic stop. So just keep that in mind as we're going through. However, with the information that we have, uh, and we'll say this as we go through, it's, it's hard to imagine a situation that would have justified this. I think we're all aware now that very little justifies something like this. So let's talk about what we do know. What we do know is that Dante was driving with his girlfriend when he was stopped for a traffic violation. At some point during that stop, officers determined that Dante had an outstanding arrest warrant. Uh, according to the ACLU of Minnesota, that warrant was for a non-felony to whatever extent that is relevant. Apparently when police tried to place Dante under arrest, he re-entered the vehicle and it's at that point, it seems an officer shot him. The car drove for several blocks before stopping. I've seen this written as then Dante drove several blocks like he was trying to escape. He had been shot. Uh, so no, the the car drove away somehow. I mean, if a person's behind the wheel. This is so gruesome, but in the in the in the killing that took place in DC a couple of weeks ago of the Uber Eats driver, that also looked like a scenario where he was not he died as a result of something happening while he was in the car and like the car accelerating. It doesn't look like that's what's happened here, but something happened immediately after the gunshot. And we'll learn. I mean, I'm sure you have a certain reaction in your body when you are shot at, um, but we don't know exactly what caused the car to travel. It did hit another car, which resulted in some injuries to uh, his girlfriend in the car, but she is okay, we believe. So while he was being pulled over, Dante actually called his mother. He had recently been given the car as a gift from his family. So it seems he knew he was being stopped and he called her to ask about the insurance information as you would if you were stopped, you would want to make sure you had that. He said he believed on the phone with his mother at that time that he was being pulled over because of air fresheners on his mirror that she had recently gave him. She said she heard scuffling until a few minutes later when she called back and heard that her son had been shot. Dante's mother, her oh name God. is Katie Wright, said that her son's body had been left on the ground for hours. After this, National Guardsmen descended onto Brooklyn Center almost immediately. They were already deployed in the area because of the Chauvin trial. So some stores were looted this morning. Um, Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott instituted a curfew and that ended at 6 a.m. on Monday, but people were only out until about 1 a.m. this morning. Um, near the scene, Katie Wright urged mourners to demonstrate peacefully. She said all violence, and this is like hours after she learns her 20-year-old son has been shot dead. She still manages to say all the violence, if it keeps going, it's only going to be about the violence. We need it to be about why my son got shot for no reason. We need to make sure it's about him and not about smashing police cars because that's not going to bring my son back. What is wrong with these people? The officers. Like, the officers. The, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the officers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the whole world, hopefully, people who are watching is watching Minneapolis right now. They're watching a trial 
And you would think like, oh, we're going to behave like we're not going to like, I don't understand. Like it's impunity. That's what it is. Like Mm -hmm, they just mm -hmm. think that I can't even imagine the pain of that mother. Like it is so sad. And I mean, this is the name has not been confirmed by I don't even think the police yet. I mean, the reason we know this is because she ran out of her home and tried to find her son and like. When things happen, when devastating things happen like this, there is that like really surreal moment that usually I haven't been through anything even remotely like this, but I've been around people who have like overdosed, for instance. And there's always these moments that are like, oh my God, like this is happening. And they feel it's like, we're alone. Their cops are like, nobody's here yet. There's that moment where it's just like, can you imagine how surreal she's just there waiting for somebody to acknowledge that her son has died and for this to become real. And this is the time where people are recording her and she's like the main spokesperson for what's happened. And that is because, like we said, there's still not a lot of information uh, that we know they're going to speak this morning. But as I said, when we open, based on the information we have so far, it's really hard to imagine a scenario that justifies killing a 20-year-old man at a traffic stop based on what we know right now. Number one, it's unclear why he even needed to exit the car in the first place. Um, you don't get, you don't have to leave the car when you're generally pulled over for speeding. Although that is my that is my experience as a white woman. Unless they think that you're drinking. Yes, right, right. Um, yeah. The police have said has have made a statement that the officers were wearing body cameras that that they believe were on, and the dash cameras were on, and that footage should all come out. Uh, the cops haven't said that yet, but advocacy groups say that footage should not only be uh, detailed in writing, but should be released so that we all uh, can can see what happened. And obviously, as Sammy said, this event was amplified by the Derek Chauvin trial that happened just 10 miles away from the scene. I mean, like you said, Sammy, it's like, aren't they not getting pep talks every day? Like, like, isn't it just when something like that is going on around you in your community, especially in a community like Minneapolis, it's not like. It's not like there's a trial in the East Village, like, and then, yeah. you know, it, it, I don't, there, I don't there, understand. Yeah, like, there is just no justification, obviously, for pulling a gun on yes. this person. Like, there's no reason that they needed to. They, they, they. For some reason, it seems like they went to the ultimate action before trying. Like they have other means of disarming people. Like we'll yeah, talk about for on pepper spraying right. and all the other things, like if that's necessary. But I think, you know, like on both sides, police officers and, you know, people who are paying attention to the trial who are, uh, you know, against police brutality are on edge. And I think police officers are, on, are just as on edge right now, too, because mm-hmm. they're seeing this trial as well. And I think that for the first time in a long time, people are talking about the fact that at this trial, you know, police officers are testifying against Derek Chauvin to a certain mm-hmm. extent, like saying he mm-hmm. used too much force. And I think they're maybe they're not used to that. They're not used to this idea that they're not they can act with impunity because, I mean, there's no verdict, obviously, yet, but who knows what's going to happen. But I think just even this part so far is, you know, probably they're probably just everyone is just on edge, especially right there you know well also if they had a warrant for his arrest why not just arrest him like like just because someone has there's a warrant for someone's arrest does not mean that like you then are entitled to shoot them right and And it does not mean that this like 
whatever the warrant was for, but like, like I said, it was clearly not for a a felony and it's not okay. You can detain people who could even be violent in a number of nonviolent ways. That's literally your fucking job. I don't know why that can't happen, but it's like, you can have an arrest warrant because you had a speeding ticket and you couldn't show that day. Like you can have an arrest warrant for like trillions of things that are not, that are, that don't mean you're cause a threat to the police stopping you. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, well, I probably have so many parking tickets from when I lived in LA that I need to like go check out because I don't remember whatever happened to those. But um, uh, it's like, I just think also like, um, I think when we view, like he's 20 years old, he's a kid. And it's, that's what's just so upsetting that they were able to see, they probably looked, see how young he was and they still treated him this way. You know, like if it was a, a white person or even like a 25 year old white man, they would probably still have this idea of like, oh, well, he's just a young kid, you know? Mm-hmm. But Oh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like being 20 years old, he is, he was a kid. He called his mom because he probably didn't know what to do with his insurance. I was thinking, I was like, yes. I probably would have called my mom in that situation too and be like, I don't know what car insurance yeah. is. It's like, so like that aspect of it too, it's just so upsetting. It's just, they, there's no, they, they need to be accountable. Also, you know, what just, happens when like Jacob Blake just happened? And almost died. And that was only similar to the extent that he was re-entering the car and did not pose a threat in that second. And they just reacted because they they view black men as dangerous, which it's hard to even say black men, because like you said, he was 20. And like mm-hmm. we already know that people perceive black people as being like older or more mature. And that's a problem in itself. But like this kid looks 20. Like he did yeah. look 20 years old. He did not look threatening. And I um have you guys seen more about how like apparently people are pulled over for having too many air fresheners all the time? And that's like an I've added, never heard of that in my life. I think that's something that like uh, cops har- harass primarily black people about. But I think there's is that um, against the law? I think it's they like, can say that it obstructs, like Brian said. Yeah. It's a oh terrible reason. God. It's a ridiculous yeah. reason to pull somebody over. The city of Minneapolis is going to be so broke from the money they're going to have to keep paying out these families. Not that I feel bad for them. Right. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. This tragic event was obviously amplified not just by the trial, but because over the weekend, there was sort of another viral instance of a police mistreatment of a black person. This happened last year, but there was video over the weekend. Uh, Army Lieutenant Corona Zaria was pulled over last year in Virginia. After a patrol car activated its sirens and emergency lights, he was scared to pull over. Um, 
he was on a dark side road. So he put his blinkers on to try to signal to the cops. Like I'm, I'm cooperating. I, I'm going to pull over. And so then he went into a well at gas station. Nazario was black and Latino and he was scared for his life this whole time. And I'll note, um, he was wearing army fatigues this whole time because he's in the army. At this point, two officers approached Nazario in the gas station, guns drawn or tasers drawn, yelling at him to get out of the car, threatening him and without telling him why he'd been pulled over. At one point, Nazario said, I'm honestly afraid to get out. And response, one of the officers said, yes, you should be. He was then pepper sprayed, punched, handcuffed and interrogated. He needed medical treatment and he is now suing on the basis that his constitutional rights were violated through the excessive use of force and unlawful search. Basically, he had temporary tags that I guess were reason enough. He had like temporary tags and they felt like his windows were too dark. And those two things together were like, I guess we'll pull this guy over. And they clearly could determine that the tags were temporary and legit when they still were asking him to come out. And as I was thinking when I was writing about these two together is that what both these encounters have in common is that these men, these two men did not feel safe exiting their vehicles. And for one of them, it ended up costing him his life because in that moment, he's probably made a calculation. I mean, every, every black person is probably making those calculations all of the time. Like, is this more likely to kill me to, to stay in my car and try to avoid this police officer? Or is it more likely if I get out and I do expose myself to them? Joy Reid tweeted that she like th- that she is like terrified of being pulled over or like encountering any cops. And it's like, yeah, of course, it's literally like a game of Russian roulette mm-hmm. when you are a person of color and the cops, you encounter the yeah. cops in any scenario. Like they don't even need to be specifically pulling you over. Clearly. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, man, is it safer to live somewhere you have to walk? No, because you can just get harassed and stopped if you're walking too. You can't run. You can't um, <laughs> You yeah. can't run on the side of the road, yeah. Um, and what's yeah. even crazier about this story, too, is that this happened in December. Mm-hmm. And, yes, exactly. you know, the video went viral this past weekend, and it, there was already an internal investigation. The police officer who did this was only fired after yeah. this video went viral. So it's like it needed the attention so it's just like, of course, this is why there, there needs to always be accountability and public disclosure of information, because uh, we know we know that internal investigations are not handling it them- right. themselves at this point. There is a big call in the wake of what's happened outside Minneapolis to make sure that this is investigated by a group that will be will not have bias and is independent to figure out what happened. Like we said, there is body camera footage. It's hard to imagine a situation where this he posed a threat, but I just don't know. I can't, these headlines, I cannot believe it's this with the shootings. It's, it's just so jarring that it's like we, as we started the show, it's like, we have this sense that it's like Biden's president. Now we're getting back into like, I don't know why there's a part of my brain that thought that would result in a general sense of peace and well-being for everybody. But like, of course, all that's changed is that the asshole at the very top is not in the picture and at this second, that is all that's changed. The rhetoric, rhetoric he left behind has resulted in these brutal attacks of Asian Americans of like, you're right, Brian, this happened in December. And then this, this kid was killed yesterday while the George Floyd trial is happening. And people are saying, numerous police officers are saying on TV, like, yeah, you can't just kill a black person because you were a little scared. And that's, and then it happened again. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, the, at least with Biden, it's like, okay, you're not going to tweet us into a war. And also, right. like, at least he does care. Like, at least he doesn't agree that, like, black people should just be shot at. Like, right. whereas he, he, he the last that there's a problem. did. 
Yeah. He, the yeah. last one didn't even acknowledge that there was a problem. No, he was like, this, this is like, good. Problem. He was yeah. like, this is how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Like use more force. Um, yeah. I mean, our problems are deeply, deeply ingrained. There, yeah. There just needs to be a, you know, overhaul of the way police officers are trained in this country. Um, sensitivity, de-escalation. It's not. And who is attracted to being an officer? Because mm-hmm. like, it really does seem like. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you read the statistics about like, you know, how many what percentage of officers are like found to have like domestic violence incidents, it's like, why do these people want to be in this profession? Like, are they pursuing the profession because it gives them a sense of like a free pass and access to weapons? Yeah, there's definitely a very decent. I mean, think about it. It's like it requires education, but I don't think you have to have pre-existing education. It takes care of you and your family after you're gone. And you get to like pretend you're on a video game, which is I'm sure a lot of how these people feel. I'm sure a majority, like we say all the time, I was watching, I've been like listening to this SVU recap podcast. And so I've been (laughs) rewatching some of the episodes and obviously I've been rethinking as an SVU stan, how much it sort of makes the police overly sympathetic. But there was one episode where Mariska Hargitay's character, she has to disarm a black man in like a very extreme scenario that like has never happened in real life, but she shoots him with rubber bullets in the ribs and he's completely disarmed and they can take him in. So it's like, what the fuck? Why aren't we, what is happening? Why aren't you doing that all of the time? Right. I mean, with, with, with Lieutenant, um, with the army lieutenant, I think that they had tasers, but tasers are not acceptable to use on people that aren't a threat either. And they can cause damage too. Yeah. I mean, it's just really brings even more intensity to the trial happening this week. And I believe this week at the earliest is when the defense is going to start calling some witnesses potentially wrap up. I think as early as today, we might hear from George Floyd's brother, which especially on a day today, like today is going to be a pretty tough watch. But Sammy, I'm sure you'll be recapping That's why it. I'm uh, fondling my microphone because <laughs> I still need to re- uh, review days nine and 10 yeah. from last week. So I'm, I'm getting ready to do it. <laughs> I was seeing that on Friday, the medical examiner who at the time determined it was homicide basically repeated all of that and just like batted away any suggestion that it was related to his heart or drugs alone. Uh, and that was a big blockbuster moment. So we'll be looking forward to your recaps and um, a lot of, we a lot of intensity in that area. The, the state did just say that they're going to uh, deploy more national guard to deal with what they call civil unrest. Uh, they were basically tear gassing and using like minor things that exploded on people just for no reason yesterday outside of like apartment complexes where, where kids live. So you'd think like Brian said that with all eyes on them, they would be extra careful, but um, everybody be safe if you're participating in the protests out there. So pivoting to, I feel like our our Royal stories always meet us on Monday. It makes me happy, but Prince Philip has died. He died at age 99 late last week. We wanted to cover this because there's been a little bit of drama around whether Meghan will go or not uh, for no reason. She's very pregnant. Makes perfect sense she wouldn't go if your doctor she said not to. She timing. She did kind of luck yeah. out. Like, I'm sure she's yeah. not like, I'm sure she wasn't like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel, well, if I'm her, I'd probably be like so anxious about Harry going. And like, I would just still be very anxious. But I'd be happy that I did. My, my I myself did not have to go because it's not casual. It's not like you just show up for an hour like you have to do all these outfit changes and like to go to like thousands of things. Yeah. I presume he will be in and out of there though, because he also has a good excuse to leave. He's like, I have a very pregnant wife at home. I have to get back and a child. Like, 
I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 just like it's just funny. Like people will use any anything to sort of blame it on her. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. I mean, yeah, Fox News anchors were blaming her and the other women. It's just funny because it's like, yeah, life tragically cut short at age 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only he had a couple more years. What a tragedy. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't know why people can't hold that, like, he made a lot of mistakes. Like, you're on the earth for 99 years. You're not going to be perfect. It's very strange to me that when somebody dies at the mere suggestion that not every moment of their life was perfect, people are like, you disrespectful asshole. It's like, people act like they're the only person that ever had a grandparent die. It's like, we've all had grandparents die. It was sad. This man still did some weird shit. He's like, not yeah, even just a grandparent. He's like a great I, grandparent. He was 99. He's lived a very luxurious, long peaceful <laughs> mostly easy probably peaceful life so i lately i have been feeling ever since the megan markle interview with oprah i never really gave too much attention to like the non a scripted versions of the royal family if you know what i mean like i would like i'm like i love like the crown i always love the crown all that stuff but like the tabloid-esque versions of it not really much but i've been just standing megan markle more lately i don't know she's really badass and it's like I was like, it'd be funny to like make a movie. No one steal this. I'm trademarking it right now. But if like this, like based around it, but it's kind of like a fiction. It's like a, um, you know, a, a Holly, like the CIA recruits a Hollywood actress to seduce oh. and marry the prince to bring down the monarchy. It's very like American patriot, you know? Oh, that's an interesting, you know, it, like kind of like an Inglorious Bastards-esque alternative Yes. Storyline. I like yes. that. I like Trademark. that. No one steal it. No one steal it. <laughs> hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Finally, today we'll do a little check-in on somehow still Representative Matt Gates. So we've been giving daily updates on this in our newsletter and Instagram. Don't always want to dedicate a whole podcast episode to this asshole, although I'm sure we could all just vent for 40 minutes a day about him and what he represents. But there's a headline today that's just too good to pass up on the podcast. So Donald Trump apparently denied Matt Gates a personal meeting last week. Two people familiar with the matter said that Gates tried to schedule a visit with Trump after it was first revealed that he was being investigated. So this was like pretty recently. This request was rejected by aides close to the former president who determined that it wouldn't be a good look for Trump. 
Oh, so oh, Matt Gates now? is too toxic for even Donald Trump. Wow. Wow. That's a, that that's is like a new low. A new, new the, low. A the devil won't even low. accept him like into hell. Too, honestly, I feel like he was too lazy to do the meeting. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, totally, I mean, totally. He was just like, I don't care. And then it was interpreted by the media as like too bad for even Trump probably is like texting Gates. Like, I was just busy, man. It's fine. Right. He probably just didn't want to do the meeting. Like, there's no way that like he drew the line at Matt Gates. Right. Exactly. I mean, who knows? Who knows what goes through that man's Didn't he like head? speak at Mar-a-Lago? Gates? He did. Right. So over the weekend was like a bunch of stuff at Mar-a-Lago. And so Gates spoke for like the the women for Trump. <laughs> event <laughs> right and so he was down there so one of gates's spokesman said like well actually matt's just hanging out in florida for fun he didn't ask to meet he said that rep gates was welcome to trump Doral this week and has not sought to meet with president trump himself instead gates has mostly been relaxing with his fiance while he's on mm-hmm. recess while he's in the middle of a trafficking investigation right. it's like we're all welcomed they probably just mean like you're allowed to come we're open yeah. right like what was there a ceremony for you matt like this is just, you know, I really just hope he uh, gets kicked out of Congress. I don't think he will, though. Um, no. Fun fact, but, um, Matt Gaetz's fiance's name is Ginger Lucky, which is just yeah, it's very really funny. interesting. Uh, Elise said that in a recent podcast, and I was like, did you just make that up? It sounds like a George Glass kind of thing. Like, you just made up, like, two two words that sound like a hot woman. <laughs> it's like yeah. he only, right, he only knows, like, women who... But you can tell that someone in in, the, like, you, in that statement they said in that statement they said uh, fiance, like, yeah. They're like they're really trying to push push this woman out there right now, but <laughs> without saying her name. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like he has a fiance, therefore he could never uh, sex traffic a minor. He has. When was the wedding that? Because if I remember correctly, he was like trying to flirt with Tiffany Trump like weeks before this engagement. For sure. They met in March 2020, which was literally when the pandemic started. Well, they didn't do the pandemic, so. That's true. That's fair (laughs) enough. It was irrelevant. (laughs) It was irrelevant. It is funny to think how there are like fully just some people who like did who just didn't do the pandemic. It is very strange. And, And there are there's like obviously a lot of people who did. But there's also those who do not. When we're always like, oh, when it reopens and we can like go to Florida and when Florida reopens, like Florida's been that way. Like you can go mm. anytime. Nothing is changing for them. It's Florida, fine. the den of iniquity. I feel like that's why it was an issue when it opened it up to out of staters because people from Florida were like, we've been lit the whole time. Like we're cool. But then you invited everybody over there who had been shut down. That was the mistake. That was the mistake. That is our show today. We will be watching these stories and, of course, uh, updating you tomorrow. Uh, please check out. We have a lot of new merch in the sub stuff shop that we're really excited about. A new sweatshirt Sam and I were talking about this morning. It should drop soon. It's we have a really one. it's going to be a really good one. It's, there is a mug that says until the end of democracy, which is for the diehards. Check that out. It's all at Betches. Oh, I love it. You got it. I need to. It's a very good volume. Here's what's good about this mug. It's bigger than all the other mugs. So there's like a lot of um, it's taller. Here's the thing. So it's you big enough that volume. I will drink my cold brew out of it. I drink my starter cold brew. I drink like my cold brew that starter I drink just cold. to like literally get myself like alive in the morning. And then I drink like a drip coffee later. I forgot also, to do that alive coffee and I'm feeling it. Really? Oh, Sammy. It <laughs> yeah. was 1130. I had a hot, I had hot water with lemon because I read this book. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just, it was a mistake. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.